Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the 68th edition of Birds All Day. My is name is Drew Fair Service. I think it's 68. Anyway, it's, we've had a bunch. We should get a more accurate count. But, we, uh, we have them, we just don't pull it up before we start to record. But anyway, welcome. Talking about your Toronto Blue Jays, fresh off a, uh, an exciting series victory in Colorado. Denver, Colorado, of all places. Uh, my name is Drew Fairservice. Joining me, as always... Old Reliable. Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Yeah. Stoughton, how are you? I'm well. You are well. I'm well. All is well. Blue Jays, uh, not, not the best week. Not really, no. But uh, it's all right. Came around there at the end. They almost pissed away another one, but, uh, but it was fine. No lead is safe there that, that was even with Yeah, that was even with Osuna, who is good. Very. As opposed to every other reliever who is not. I think that's entirely <laughs> accurate. Uh, Sadly, yeah. I think this is episode 67. Okay. Just for the, for the record. So we got two more until the big one. Yeah, we should see if we can get some special guests. Sure. And then we got to get all the way to episode 420, which will be another big that'll one. That'll be a long way, but yeah, that'll, that'll be huge. <laughs> that'll be a long, that's a lot of podcasts. Uh, this podcast is, of course, about the Toronto Blue Jays, and you can find it and subscribe to it. I went to iTunes to find out uh, the number that we're at, uh, assuming that the, uh, the, the records that we keep there are accurate. Mm-hmm. You can do the same thing if you go to iTunes.com slash Birds All Day or search Birds All Day in the iTunes store. Then you can uh, subscribe and get it directly as soon as it goes up, be it on a Thursday or a Friday morning. Uh, you can also give us a rating or a review, which makes us feel great and makes the, uh, the Apple people happy, as we understand it. Yeah, gets us higher in the iTunes store, lets more people see it, more people discover it. It's good for everyone. It's all about discovery. You know, that's that's really what we're here for. Uh, and, of course, it, beyond Discovery, you can, of course, read uh, read all Stoughton's writing here on uh, the Blue Jays, oh, yeah. Blue Jays, Blue Jays Nation.com. Nation.com. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash birdsallday, where we every so often try to get into you know, a bit of banter. Yeah. We'll throw up a post, have yeah. a little, little bit of a discussion. So everyone who has uh, liked Birds All Day on Facebook, thank you. And thank you for, for engaging with us and engaging with our content. Uh, you know, we would do this for nothing but... But it's very appreciated. Everyone who helps us out and, and keeps us going and Patre- uses our Patreon, patreon.com slash birds all day. We can kick us a couple bucks a month and it keeps us going, keeps us motivated, keeps us uh, living in the style to which we've grown accustomed to, yeah. as, as I've said so many times before. <laughs> uh, keeps us focused on the prize, you know? It's good. We have our eyes on the prize. Sure do. What's the prize? I think it's that Patreon money. Yeah, make, <laughs> I think making content is its own reward. Well, that's lovely. Personally. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do it for nothing, but I... It doesn't pay for my ivory back scratchers. That's true. Yeah. I would happily not I, I would happily not do it for nothing as well, though. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. We're going to talk about the ongoings, the comings and goings uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays. We're going to talk a little bit maybe about Aaron Sanchez, who's always an interesting case. Yeah. A little bit of uh, a little bit of news came out from Blue Jays GM Rachel Maddow. She had something very interesting to say <laughs> uh, uh, this week. I believe to the good people at Sportsnet. I think I see what you did there. That's not very nice. Maybe we'll delete that. <laughs> probably not. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about Churchill Lewinsky, who had a big week, uh, probably personally for him, big week. And uh, if you look closely, he's a pretty good ball player. Yeah, he might be good again. Might be pretty good. Let's not go nuts there. So Drew Storen looked like he might be good again, too. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> Drew Storen looked like he might be good if he didn't look. Right. Then you looked. 
Then you looked. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk, speaking of not looking, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the other, this the news. We'll buzz around a little bit. Sure. Anything else? Anything you got? What's new with you? You're good? Traded PK, man. What the fuck is that? Yeah. I'm going to really try not to talk about that. <laughs> uh, because that will end uh, in one way and one way alone. Yeah. It'll be like when the Blue Jays don't try to re-sign Jose Batista and he goes to wherever the fuck he goes. You know, those nice pinstripes in Arizona. Arizona. You're on this one. I like the Arizona pinstripes they, they, they took all the money and gave it to Zach Grant. They did. They'll but have anyway. to find new money because they're trash. Super trash. <laughs> they have all the money that they steal from Paul Goldschmidt every year. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about all that. And so much more on this edition of Birds All Day. Alright, so the thing I think we should talk about first is... uh, I don't know if the most surprising is right, but you could make a case. Well, you, there's no other. Eh, maybe there's a debate. Aaron Sanchez has been probably the Blue Jays' best pitcher this year. I mean, it's, yeah. it's close. Yeah, him and Estrada. Estrada's great. Estrada. Yeah. They, yeah, we we got to leave those out. <laughs> so many of those nicknames are so corny. I don't know why they persist. Well, I don't know why they persist. I saw a guy wearing like a like a Hasuna uh, Osuna Matata T-shirt on the subway today. Okay, it was green. It was all Mexico colors, which is. Almost it's it's saving grace. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like like that one's way too corny for my taste. Oh yeah. Uh, Sanchi though, come on. If they're, if they're gonna call him Sanchi, then I'll call him Sanchi. Speaking of corny and, and yeah. t-shirts on the subway, mm-hmm. I saw a guy wearing a Colorado Rapids jersey on the subway. Wow. And I didn't even know what to think. <laughs> I would be less yeah. shocked if I saw a guy wearing full like Ronald McDonald clown makeup on the subway. Rather than a Colorado Rapids jersey, of all the things, that is, yeah, that's a rare one. That's like I get incredible. if you TFC love them, God bless them. If you are a clown, you know, like <laughs> an actual clown, maybe you wear a Whitecaps jersey. You know, they're called Whitecaps FC. How stupid is that? Yeah, Burroughs name them. What the fuck? <laughs> Montreal, uh, the Limp Act, whatever. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, but Colorado, that's odd. Did they, I'm sure they've won the MLS Cup a few times. I don't know. Is that what it's called? The MLS Cup? I'm surprised they didn't give it a hokey, faux European name. Big Vase. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but Aaron Sanchez is really good. Yeah. He... I, I said this before the game, or it might have been early in the game. I wasn't... I, I was otherwise occupied for... The, the hockey Twitter? No, I was actually <laughs> at Facebook today, which was odd. Oh, good times. Oh, man. Talk about, yeah. you know, talk about engagement. Yeah, no. I but, said I, yeah. I heard uh, this is again hockey Twitter was a thing. Hockey Twitter was a thing during that game. Yeah, I was at Facebook and I heard uh, this is like a se- sentence fragment, but it, it it it's when you're having conversations or you're learning about something, but people are speaking words that aren't words or words that don't mean anything. Engagement being no, not one of them. Engagement is like it's a word. How about maps to doesn't map to that paradigm? Holy, that's Christ. what somebody said, and I could not believe what I had just heard. Yeah, I would. I had to stop. I wasn't really taking notes, but at that point, I would have just thrown my notebook up into the sky, right? Uh, because you know, personally, that doesn't map to my paradigm. <laughs> Aaron Sanchez is like the perfect pitcher for Coors Field. I saw you tweeting about that. Yeah, uh, because of 
just based on what it's got them them heavy balls, heavy balls, and but not a and not a slider. So throwing the curveball, which is a little bit more Coors proof, sure, than yep. the, the slider, which tends to uh, get, get hung a up a little bit. Yep. Uh, he's perfect. I think he's and and he looked the part uh, against a pretty good Rockies lineup. So you're saying the Jays should have kept Jeff Hoffman? I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying they should trade Aaron Sanchez for Nolan Arenado. Is what I'm saying. Sure. And let me, let me let me believe you. Let me tell you, I believe that strongly. I would, I would do that in a half a second. <laughs> where where do you play Nolan Arenado? When you make room. You just waste. You waste him at first base. You move Josh Donaldson to first base. John Donaldson catcher. Okay. Uh, I think Mike is. I was big bantering about this. Yeah. Uh, Donaldson <laughs> catcher. Russell Martin to second base. Sure. Well, that's the one thing Russell would not object to. So he would happily go. Yeah. Um, or no, you move Josh Johnson to right field. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be fine there. He can do whatever he wants. I mean, when the, <laughs> when the current right fielder is uh, is playing for the, the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, you'll need a, a right fielder out there, so maybe that makes sense. What if it happens? I'm going to feel, it's going to be, I feel ridiculous if that, if that actually comes <laughs> to pass. Uh, depends what, depends what number they're going to put on that little piece of paper they slide across the table to them, whoever's got the biggest number. I feel like that... The most that, pinstripes that, that, is going to win. <laughs> that number's going to be like a drawing of a middle finger. <laughs> is what it's going to be. But let's talk about... Our, let's get to that. Let's talk yeah, about Aaron Sanchez. So Ross Atkins good. was on Blue Jay Central this week. I'm mm-hmm. looking at uh, the Blue Jay Hunter right now. Mm-hmm. And he said something that... Uh, it's interesting. He said, What we'll do is continue to focus on how effective he is as a starter. And so long as things are trending upwards and in the right direction, there'll be no reason to move him out. God bless you, Ross yeah. Atkins. I, I, I noticed that too. I saw... I, <laughs> yeah, he kind of... Kind of wavering a bit on the, we have a, def- a defined number of innings that he's going to pitch, and then we're going to have to shut him down and move him to the bullpen. Well, I think we talked about this last week, yeah. about how Russ Atkins is going on about uh, pitch talks. He was saying, yeah. spin rate and release point and all those sort of, kind of, very element, not elementary, but but things that are maybe more difficult to observe with just the naked eye. Yes. Short of, you know, uh, Kind of getting biometrics, getting inside of his arm and seeing what's going on. Right, you know, taking blood samples and stuff like that, like he's a lab rat. But yeah. to me, this is the only way to proceed. The only way, if he has gained that strength and has shown that, like, dude, I am built for 195 innings this year. Get out of my way and let me pitch them. God damn it, get out of his way. Yeah, he, that's he cool by me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's hard. and it does, it it does feel like that's kind of where they're at. I mean, just because, I mean, Jesus, <laughs> they know how fucking valuable he's been to them, and how great he's been, and how crazy it would be to to take him out of the rotation unless you're absolutely sure that that's what has to be done. So yeah, for them to actually be serious about that and not like eh, we're gonna get him to 130 innings and then move him into the bullpen. Just, like, you know, like, like just like completely like a giant iron gate yeah. falls down yeah. at, at a certain point. Fair play to them if, if they are obviously, we're going to assume that they're looking more deeply. That they are performing like a, you know, the, the, the way they, they, got, an, they got an intern running some, running some numbers on stuff, I'm sure. I'm sure they've spent a lot of time in, and, and come up with as solid a plan, but a plan, again, that's going to, that has to be flexible given the information that they continue to take in, hmm. uh, which is great. And Aaron Sanchez, God bless him, 
uh, as I was on the radio tonight talking about how he blocked me on Twitter because I was critical <laughs> of him in the past. He's shown so much uh, in his ability to throw strikes. Yeah. And his, also today in Colorado, or Wednesday, he showed the ability to run the opposing pitcher the fuck over when he gets in his way. <laughs> yeah, also uh, that. Because I don't know if that, what's that kid's name, Tim Anderson or something like that? Just looking like a total oaf out there. Indeed. And Sanchez was hot. I don't know if you saw the replay. Did you see this? I didn't see it. I was so on hockey hit- Twitter all day. Come on. I, I, I was kind of following the game in the background. For those who didn't see it, Aaron Sanchez was hitting because it's the National League. And, you know, sometimes wacky things like that happen. And he's not very good hitter. Uh, Aaron Sanchez has a, he's a weird, very weird build. He's like all legs, right? It's yeah, like someone was t- somebody tweeted that earlier today that I saw that so, uh, at, there was a picture of him in high school doing running drills, and they're like, once you see him run, it's like it's even more leg. It's crazy. And there's a picture <laughs> of it, and it is. It's like there, it's it's just legs and then neck and arms. So. <laughs> one enormous <laughs> arm and one <laughs> tiny arm. So anyway, he had a chopper towards second base, like kind of the the, the hole between first and second mm-hmm. base. Uh, the pitcher. Whoever for the some trash Rocky will be out of the league in a year and a half. He ran to cover first base because the first baseman, whoever he was, another trash scumbag, will be out of the league in a year and a half. Ran to field this Aaron Sanchez chopper. Sanchez, God bless him, tearing ass down the first baseline. Uh, as Anderson went to receive the relay, he like didn't really stop at the edge of the bag and just sort of like went across the entire base. That's Sanchez a, ran him over. That's a problem. And then went teetering and flipping and flop, flopping onto the ground and then he got up and he was mad yeah. he yelled I don't know I, I yeah. assume he yelled at the pitcher because the, the other pitcher just like stood on top of the base yeah. and he was shaking his wrist and then George Poulos came out and was working his arm a bit that was in the second inning so obviously he was fine and ended up going yeah. eight strong but it was scary uh, and another reason why pitchers shouldn't hit unless of course they can hit yeah I'm not, I, I've definitely softened on the pitcher shouldn't hit thing I just don't care it's fun if t- NL teams, fans in NL cities seem to want to keep it, so fuck, fine. Have your stupid, stupid baseball. Watching Madison Mumgarden hit home runs is That's... among the finer things in life. Especially is... when he hits them off of Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> There's very few things in life that are better. That is the one thing that will have me watch the home run derby. I may still not watch, but they're the only way to give me, a, to, just to be a chance of me even tuning in for a fucking second to that goddamn boring piece of shit <laughs> is if pitchers are doing it. Uh, I'll, I'll watch that. Someone, hit someone, I saw somebody being like, "Oh, you know, big pressure. I bet, I bet they're not even going to hit one out. You know, they're not going. to You know, it's it's not the same as doing it in BP." I'm like, "Guy, if he's fucking crushing them off the scoreboards in BP, I think he'll be okay." Jake Arrieta turned around 99 <laughs> this week for a home run, 99 miles an hour. I think they'll be okay. I'm sure they can get it out. Yeah. Jay Happ is a home run in the big leagues. I think Mark Hendrickson is still the only Blue Jay to hit a home run as a pitcher. In the National League Park. Fine, uh, fine basketball player also. I love that there's a poster of Michael Jordan like just crowning him. <laughs> that apparently <laughs> followed him around the big leagues for everywhere he went. Uh, related somewhat to Aaron Sanchez's struggles and Aaron Sanchez's slightly uncertain future. Uh, Marcus Stroman, who's struggling. Uh, Does Aaron Sanchez have struggles and a slightly uncertain future? Marcus Stroman. Okay. Struggles, yes, and it's slightly uncertain. Yes, he does. Aaron Sanchez's future is uncertain because we don't know when or if he'll go to the bullpen. Sure, but well, now he's a, he's an ace. That's it. It's done. Sanchez, yeah, it's great. Hey, give me a couple strikeouts before I <laughs> drop an ace on you. Yeah, that would be nice too. Where are you on moving Stro- Stroman? To, Stroman to the bullpen is asinine, frankly. Yeah, that is, so, serves no purpose. I thought he was better. I thought he was better on Sunday. Like, he was it, better. Like not good enough, not great, but. 
I mean, if you look at some of the stuff like the the hard contact rate, I, mean, I think it was like 60% of the balls hit, that were put into play in his previous start against Baltimore were hard classified as hard mm-hmm. contact. Uh, that's not good. Uh, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, was, Sunday was better. Sunday was better. It seemed like he... Uh, you know, I, I uh, included in a post the heat map comparing the two starts. You know, he was more down in the zone, though still leaving a lot of stuff up. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if if, if that if, if that is a step in a progression to where you know he was back at the start of May, for example, when mm-hmm. he was really good, when we were talking about you know ace stuff with him, he had those games against the Dodgers and the Rays, uh, where after a month in April, you know, being really efficient and doing the thing that we kind of we're worried about back when that was, you know, the biggest thing we had to worry about was, you know, whether he doesn't get enough strikeouts and mm-hmm. too many ground balls. Uh, you know, he was really efficient in April, but lacked the strikeouts. Then the strikeouts came in a couple games, and it's like, all right, now he's sort of putting it together. And then, of course, he's hit this, uh, you know, completely. Well, now he's getting neither. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I mean, if it's a if it, I could I could see a progression towards getting back to that point if you look at you know the previous starts. Mm-hmm. The one that he had on Sunday, uh, but it's 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 you're, you're ex- extrapolating a lot to say that, right? You know, it has Pick to. And choose. It, These are the yeah. things I like. These are the things I like. Yeah, when he starts it has start. to. <laughs> it has to get a lot better from here, but I don't know. It was more than enough for me to feel fine giving him more starts. More starts in the big leagues. Yeah, there is a school of thought that he maybe could go to Buffalo and to work out. These issues that he's experiencing, yeah, that's a little bit of a bad idea. I, I said, I said last week. I, I wrote last week. I think too, like, I, I will still take my chances on Strom. Like, if you had, a, if you have a must-win game tomorrow, you give the ball to Drew Hutchison or Mark Strom. I'm still giving it to Stroman. Like I, I would, I even as struggling as he's been, I think I can that, only pick from those two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, if you had to choose between one of the two. Uh, even though he's been struggling, I think there's a better chance of him getting together and having a meaningful, good pro- progression towards getting back to where he needs to be uh, than giving the ball to Hutchison would do. I mean, Hutchison's fine. Apparently he's doing okay in the Randy Wolf League, so that's nice. <laughs> he, uh, I, I don't think that there's any advantage setting up to AAA just because the level of coaching and the video and all of the information that he's mm. likely to get, if that's what he wants and needs, is so much better in the big leagues. If he doesn't need information, if he needs the opposite, if he needs to get his head clear, if he needs to go down and pout for a couple of days and then be like, okay, I need to really, you know, if, he, if he's not working or yeah. not listening, whatever it might be, maybe that's the way you go. But I don't think that anyone would ever accuse Mark Storm of that. That seems very out of character. With everything that has been said about it, yeah, no, I, th- I think you're, I think you're right there. I, I, I don't think they're going to do it. I think uh, clearly they've stuck with him this long. They're going to keep pushing and keep seeing what, where it goes, and hopefully it continues to get better. Because uh, yeah, there, there were reasons, there were legitimate reasons. Everybody was really fucking excited about him at one point. Mm. Uh, guys, go through this. Young pitchers, the young players, go through this, uh, and it's not always. I'm thinking back to, you know, like a Brett Laurie. We probably had a moment like this with him as well, where it's like, oh, he he's lost that thing that he had. He'll probably rediscover it. Let's give him some, some chances. And still as yet to really do that and hasn't been the same as 
you know, the guy we were so excited about before. Yeah, but I think fucking happens. But you, you still got to give him a lot of opportunity to do it, and I think that's uh, that's obviously what they're going to do with Strowman. He was just he was so good for them last year. But even even with and the year before, even with a guy like Laurie, that's a good example. I think in some ways, uh, where I think the front office had their eyes wide open in terms of who or what he was going to be. Where he went bananas when he first came up and played however many games that was, 80 games or 60 yeah. games, where he couldn't you couldn't get him out, and he hit all those like home runs in huge spots. It was, it was 43 games. Hit home runs in big spots and hit ton, hit for all this power that I don't think anyone... No one really was like, okay, yeah, he's going to be like basically a power hitter. Yeah, no. He's going to post a, a, a isolated slugging or you know slug five... No. <laughs> Though they did think, you know, this is a guy who's going to hit no matter where, you know, where That's he ends true. up on the diamond, he's going to hit, and then he becomes a glove first infielder. But but I think that the difference between saying this is a guy that's going to hit and this is going to be one, you know, a great hitter, mm-hmm. you can apply the same sort of scale to Marcus Stroman comes up and strikeouts everywhere, ground balls everywhere, controlling the strike zone. I think there's a difference between that and you saying, okay, he's going to be a number two or. Yeah, you know it's nice to see this, but I don't know that necessarily, you know, the bad starts are going to come with him as much as anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone has people have talked about like Sonny Gray as an example. Where are there A's fans or are, are people making saying like, oh well, that's going to happen? You know, when Sonny Gray was so good for two years and then he was bad, and it's like, oh well, you know, is he getting the same sort of short pitcher stuff? I wonder. Is are, are we making are we making the same excuses for Sonny Gray? That we are wait for Strowman, or using the same kind of diagnosis, I guess, of his struggle. That's a, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know that we are, but but what I will what I will say, I mean, even just well, look at what they did with Drew Hutchison last year. He was dog shit so often they kept him in the rotation all year until they absolutely couldn't anymore, mm. uh, until they had other options, which it doesn't look are on the horizon for the Jays this year. Uh, and then if you look forward to 2017 as well. Uh, there's not a lot that's the you know they're losing Dickey. There's not a lot of guys who are going to be pushing for rotation spots if you know somehow Marcus Stroman is no longer in your rotation plans. Which is my long way of saying you know we're going to be we're going to be talking about him being in the starting rotation here in a year. I am I am very very confident. Even if things don't you know click back to mm-hmm. uh, that guy we saw in the playoffs and you know I I like to mock David Price being the you know the Blue Jays' former number three starter. Uh, if that never really quite comes back, I think he's still got a lot of rope. And, you know, the, the idea of him getting sent to the bullpen just for reasons beyond his performance, I think, is probably just not going to happen. Like, he's a starter that they need. They need him to figure it out. And they're going to give him a lot of chances throughout the rest of this year and, and into next year. And hopefully we're not having this conversation in a year. But we could be. Because I think he's still going to have those chances by then. Like, I think it's... You know, that that's his place. Like that's what he is. He's a, he's a big league starter for them for the foreseeable future. The, I look. I think about some of the guys on the Red Sox, right? Look at the struggles that you know the difference between Joe Kelly, who is mm-hmm. back and forth at AAA, and you know Rick Porcello, or even the struggles that Rick Porcello had earlier in his career when he was young, when he was a Tiger. Where now it's like Rick Porcello was developed into being who he is again he's a big ground ball guy who's always kind of tinkering and looking for other things but he still makes a lot of money 
He is probably not a number two starter, but he's a guy that you don't... He's established that. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, he doesn't have the same physique as Marcus Drummond, obviously, but I don't know. I'm just... I think you you made a great point, and I have stepped all over. Yeah, no, well, I, I, it's just yeah, he ain't going anywhere. No, he's not going anywhere. And Triple he, and nor should he. No, I don't. I really don't think. I mean, unless unless it's unless it gets you know bad, bad, which uh, people are real quick to whine about everything about it. You know, people forget how thin the margins are and how how much rope guys really do get when they're really really struggling and so and how much rope guys get when they you know have a bit more pedigree than and uh than other guys as well i think uh so i i just yeah i can't i can't see them not giving him a ton of rope uh and and, and he's pitched well enough even in this bad stretch that there's really no reason to take him out. You know, he was good. I mean, everybody points to the teams. He was good against Philadelphia. He was good against uh, Minnesota. Uh, he struggled against Boston and Baltimore, which are not exactly pushover lineups. Uh, and, I mean, I remember when we were talking about this two weeks ago, looking at the schedule ahead. You know, he's got some softer teams coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's, it's you know, it's a good opportunity for him. He's He's bad at the right time now that they're finally through that, like, gamut of Boston and, and Baltimore and AL East teams. So, I don't know. I, I think that I think that conversation is going to kind of go away. Well, I, I think it sort of has a bit. It, well. it reminds me of stuff we were talking about even at the beginning of, you know, beginning of the year, beginning at the end of spring training, where I think that guys get long rope or short rope for reasons. Yeah. Right? If they can look at him and say, like, everything about him looks okay, or this thing looks wrong, mm-hmm. But that's something we can fix, right? Which it's is, not, I think, what it is. Which I think is, you know, not getting on top of the ball. Yeah, which... it's not like they can watch him, or it, like a Drew Storen, mm-hmm. where you can look at him and think he doesn't. It doesn't look right because a he's not throwing as hard, and b he's not he's missing his location by a mile, mm-hmm. uh, which sometimes he can get away with, and other times he can't. So you can make a bit more of a dynamic decision, saying that's not our high leverage guy, even though the numbers end up being okay. That's not our high leverage guy because there's something wrong. Like, he's just not yeah, good. He's, yeah. Where with Stroman, it's a matter of, like, let's, you know, we figure these details out and, we'll be, and he'll be fine. I think so. And, yes, yeah, so you're right. I mean, you're right. Storin is, was definitely a product of that when he had that little good run there of results, which it, it's easy to get uh, swayed, I think, by by a guy who... When the results sort of improve, even though nothing has really fucking changed, though I, I mean, well, I guess Arden wrote a thing piece, about it, yeah, yeah. The, about about you know, change, what throwing more changeups, throwing more, uh, moving away. I, I don't remember what the fuck it was. Moving away from the he moved story. on the rubber, didn't he? Yeah, he might have done that. Yeah, and then you know, immediately it's right back to being old Drew Storm because it's what sometimes happens. You see it every year. It's like, oh, this I thought this guy was trash. He's had a nice little run, and then eventually. He comes back around to being trash if because it's a, it's a, you know, lots of guys can get guys out. You when know, you only need that to get, caliber, when you only need to get three guys out at mm-hmm. a time, yeah, things can go your way sometimes. Yeah, and when you're Drew Storen, <laughs> you only have to face five batters an inning when you're Drew Storen, so <laughs> to get to get through one, he, he <sighs> you know, he did make those dynamic changes. He changed. He went to a two seam. He moved to his. Change up just to keep guys off the slider, and I think at this point again because you're not really invested in Drew Storen if you're the Blue Jays, 
You don't know. You don't. You're not too concerned with the outcome. You don't have a lot of tied up in him. You don't. You don't think you're going to get that uh, that pick back when you give him the qualifying offer? Yeah, not so much <laughs> with that. So you just you take it for what it is. And okay, can we get three outs from him? Can we get these three outs from him mm-hmm. in this situation? I think that's just sort of which like is a, what they which is what they did on Tuesday night. You know, because they they had to get three outs from somebody. Yeah, and uh, turns out. Doesn't always work out that way, especially when it's fucking Drew Storen. Uh, Colorado doesn't help, but the thin air I don't think made him hit two guys with two strikes. Yeah, and just miss, like just look. Yeah. Awful. Really, truly looked awful. Which is gonna happen when you're um, mediocre, shitty, really. Yeah. Uh, someone who looked awful, and we've talked about things that were contributing to the awfulness. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki. Had a bit of an interesting week. Yeah. Uh, returned to Colorado for the first time, which was a very nice ovation from the Rockies fans. I guess the organization didn't provide him with a, you know, there was no video montage, which is the currency of today. Yeah. When it comes to, you know, former glories and former uh, haunts, but. Yeah, or, yeah, even for shitbags who didn't do fuck all there. I forget some of the tributes I've seen that's like, oh, really? Way to go, Buffalo. You congratulated Jason Palmonville. That's nice of you. <laughs> this is the hockeyest podcast <laughs> yet. Uh, but Troy Chulewski, since he came back off the DL, and even leading up to the time on the DL, mm-hmm. looks a lot better. Yeah, he looks a hell of a lot better. He's hitting a lot of home runs. That is nice. Which is nice. That is a good thing. He is not hitting for a high average, for whatever that's worth. Which is to say, I think he's hitting a lot of fly balls, probably. Sure. But he's... He still looks, in some ways, he looks like the same guy. If you throw him a bad off-speed pitch, he's going to smash it. Yeah, I think so. But, I mean, all the, what looks different is, remember that uh, Dave Cameron wrote that piece at Fangraphs at the, mm-hmm. you know, earlier in the year about, uh-oh, these, you know, these contact rates are bad. This is, you know, all this is trending in a, like, this guy's finished kind of direction. Uh, that, that seems to have, have been, we've moved on from that. I don't know what that was at the time, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember writing, you know, a couple weeks after that was that, oh, that does, that's already looks like it started to change. And I think that has continued to not be the case. You know, he continues to, to not be a guy who like at the start of the year, he was not making contact at, you know, on pitches in the zone. If the pitch was over 91 miles yeah. an hour, Troy Tulewski was shit of luck yeah. for what seemed like the first six weeks of the season where that's changed. Yeah. And even if he's not. He's not the guy that we. So you you linked earlier today to a purple row, the yeah, Nation yeah, Rockies yeah. podcast, which wrote a, a nice piece, very sentimental about Troy Tulowitzki and what he meant to the team. Who uh, some cool quotes from Tulo about when he got traded or so when he got drafted by the Rockies, people were telling him, "Oh, that's a trash organization, and you're going to hate it." There, I can't imagine why anyone would say the Rockies are a trash organization. And he got mad, <laughs> and he was like, "I want to make being a Rocky cool," and he inf- you know injected his insane. Kind of sociopath personality into the into <laughs> was the, that in that same piece? I remember I quoted something this week with like Walt Weiss being like, "Yeah, there'd be times where he, he's he's in the cage at one in the morning." There, there was the, on the broadcast they were talking about that okay, as well on yeah, the Rockies yeah. broadcast. It's like, yeah, it's not necessarily helping you there, big guy. The guy who's always hurt and yeah. is like six foot three and <laughs> sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber like, no, his entire the, fucking life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe less is more at times, uh, but it was a great moment for him. 
somebody that 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 Rocky oh, piece it yeah. mentioned we and we you and I were talking about this before we recorded how like yeah he was really 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 good <laughs> it is crazy to remember how good he was there was like, a stretch that crazy i don't know if that was rocktober but 2010 the rockies were good and he hit 14 home runs in 15 games i think that was i think that was during the streak no rocktober was 2007 oh you're right yeah that was the one they won 20 games in a row and they yeah, went to the yeah. world series and got their asses handed <laughs> to them by the red sox of all Stupid people trash red sox yeah because 2010 was the year that Yes, uh, right. that was year the Padres gave the division to the Giants on the last day of the year, mm-hmm. and then the Giants went on to win the World Series. Matt Latos pitched with like a enormous fresh back tattoo yeah, with, right. with the season on the line. <laughs> uh, but anyway, did he go to fucking his college graduation the same day as well or something? Troy Tulisky used to be really, really, really good, and today he's still very good. Yeah, he's a very expensive player who's getting a little bit older. As his numbers creep up to what is league average, he's already above average in terms of his position, which we're looking... This is like damning with the famous praise, frankly, for a guy who makes $21 million yeah. a year. Yeah, oh, for sure. But that chip sailed, right? Like, that's what he makes. Yeah. They traded for him. Yeah, that's what the guy they traded to get him makes as well. Cheers. <laughs> so, yeah, cheers to that. Cheers to that, indeed. But, uh... At, <laughs> Again, at, we've, I swear we say this every week that his, he plays such nice defense. The Blue Jays oh, today terrific, turned two yeah. amazing double yeah. plays. One of them with uh, Devin Travis made a really nice uh, relay to Tulisky, who just unloaded an insane <laughs> yeah. throw to first base. I had tuned in by that point. It yeah. was beautiful. <laughs> and uh, I was uh, talking on Twitter with uh, James and James and T.O., James underscore, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. a great uh, Twitter user, takes some nice photos and everything. And he was saying that Every so often he worries that maybe Tulo's losing a little bit on his arm. And then he just does that. Yeah. Where it just uncoils some masterpiece, insane throw. It's, I remember, I don't know if it was when we first got him or what, a, but I remember you saying, you know, it's like he adds a degree of difficulty to everything he does just because he's so good. He, just to keep from being bored. It's like, uh, I'll, just, I'll, I'll, I'll throw, I won't throw it as hard as I possibly can every time. I'll just, I'll just get the job done. But it's in there still. That that arm is in There's, there. Uh, they talk about that with clock. Infielders with a clock. And Tulowitzki seems like mm-hmm. he has two clocks. <laughs> where one is, is estimating how long it's going to take the runner to get down to first base. Or how much time he has on the ball. But the other one is estimating, based on how much time he has on the ball, how much how hard does he need to throw it to get it there mm-hmm. to get the guy by a step. And it the the... The velocity of the throw may change, <laughs> but the guy's always out by the exact same. Yeah, amount. yeah, yeah. I think that's totally true. And another thing, I mean, it's remarkable because we watch we watch fucking Josh Donaldson every day play at third base. Nolan Arenado might be all right. He's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, it's just so weird to be crazy. like, I, I, we have Josh Donaldson, and then look at a third baseman and be like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. he's probably almost as good. <laughs> Uh, and much younger, but yeah. who cares? Who cares? I would happily take them both. Yeah, well, yeah given so half a chance, given half a Sanchez, I would take yeah. <laughs> take them both. Uh, last thing we'll talk about. So yeah, Troy Tulowitzki's good. He's on the way back. Uh, the infield defense is really good. Uh, Jerry on the on the broadcast of the night on the radio broadcast was talking about how uh, was it Jerry? Yeah, I was talking about how Devin Travis is like be, defensively. I don't think that anyone quite thought this is what he was going to be. He's mm-hmm. yeah, he's mm-hmm. better defensively than most people thought. Uh, the feeling was, well, when they acquired him, it's like somebody who can hit and play second base. Right. 
Hopefully he just doesn't embarrass himself out there. Yeah. But he's he's Travis looks fine. Yeah, more beyond competent out there. Not not you know, not Ryan Goins, but I mean at short or at second base, you got a little more time to react anyway. You don't have to make those throws the same way, so Yeah. He's not Ryan he's Goins in that he has more than one hit this week. <laughs> yeah. Or this month. Yeah. Or in any given month. Yeah, Ryan Goins is back to where Ryan Goins ought to be. What I'm so going, that's fine. I don't need to. I don't need to dump on him when he doesn't have people defending him as he, as though he's a, an everyday player. Because like some of the fucking insanity that's gone on here the he's last not. few years. Uh, what is? I'm going to use this as a, as a way to transition to my last point, mm-hmm. uh, which was the Joel Sherman thing. Right. But the Blue Jays have no interest in in re-signing either Jose Bautista or Edwin Canacion, which is sounds kind of alarmist. Yeah. But it's also kind of a reasonable position to take. <laughs> like, all cars on the table. I can see where you're coming from if you are a professional sports organization. Being like, can we get maybe more guys in their 30s making way more money than we can afford to pay them? It's true. It's true. They kind of made their bet a bit with the with putting the money where it is right now. You know, those, those contracts were on the horizon. That said, it's, I mean... You got money coming off the books, you know, you got the, what is it? Not a lot of money coming not off the enough, books. Not enough, no. I mean, you got Dickey coming off at 12, you got that's Batista, nothing. Batista and Encarnacion, that's like another 25, 24, 25, 25 yeah. Them, sure. So there's there's some money, you know, you got Cecil and Storm coming off the books. You gotta, you're going to have to have a, you're going to have to find a bullpen somehow. Um, but yeah, no, I think the age thing is, is definitely a thing. I still think they should pay Edwin. But uh, what I quibbled with with the Sherman thing is... I mean, no interest is just such a stupid, vague term. Like, it's like, oh, really? So if they said, okay, well, get, what about a one-year deal for twenty million? Like, of course they'd have interest. It's the, uh, I mean, do they have no interest in paying them what they're trying to get right now? No, no, or they would have probably signed them by now. Uh, but I think the market. We'll see what the market does. I, I, I'm interested to see what the market does. You keep you keep saying pay Edmund. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about infield defense. <laughs> yeah. Matt Stairs has poisoned my mind. <laughs> you don't listen to Matt Stairs. No, well, be, because that line about I don't know who wanted to play first base yeah. the least. <laughs> Everything about Edwin, Edwin Encarnacion now when I watch screams, I would rather die than play first base another <laughs> inning. Uh, he looks I do get a bit of that. awful he's, out there. He's, he, he's okay. He looks... Th- that throw in particular today, <laughs> that the Tulowitzki one I referenced earlier, it almost knocked him over... <laughs> And yeah. then he almost—I swear—he almost dropped it. Like he was just—he just doesn't belong out there. And I think it's probably to his—he would much rather just not be there. I think he very clearly, when you look at him out there, yeah, he would rather not be there. Which is that—that's got to impact his potential future earnings. I would think so. Yeah. So pay him. No, don't Let's pay him. Pay him. Let just him. Pay him. Let them. I don't let them both walk. They'll pay the other one. <laughs> Really, you like the other the other one? I, I really, I really, really do one. like because the, the other one still has like time to get down to complete dissatisfaction with playing first base, complete disinterest in owning a glove. Like just he, He's, he actually wa- he actually wants to be out there. He does, which is, which is nice. I He's suppose, eager. Yeah. He, yeah. And he oh, the, I've said this so many times as well. We gotta like we just talk about the same thing every week. <laughs> Running the bases, he's such a nice base runner because he's a lunatic. Yeah. Or Edmund Encarnacion, yeah. same thing. He just wants to trot, which is fine. He's really good at it. He really, he's a really beautiful hitter, and he's had that nuclear streak where he just hit everything forever. Mm-hmm. Ah, 
it's difficult for me to wrap my head around keeping a guy who's you all you can think is I just hope he's as good as David Ortiz, the exception to the rule. <laughs> he's really good though. He can hit a goddamn he's really baseball. Really good. Oh, and, he's so good. And it, he'll be a little bit cheaper than the other guy. I think you keep saying that. That doesn't that make doesn't it true. necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there was. A, I think Ken Rosenthal was talking about that earlier in the year because of the injury with Batista and the, the poor start to the year. I don't know. I, does Edwin come... do? Does Edwin's position now and the way that he's played so far this year? Mm-hmm. Does that make you more or less? In, has it changed your inclination as it relates to? Pain? Yeah, I think it. I think it has. Yeah, I. I remember I talked all about you know throughout the off season and, and spring training when that was an issue when he had the, the you know the the negotiate by this date or we're done uh, thing that. You know, it was a long way away from his actual free agency to be thinking about paying a guy like that, especially a guy who's had, you know, the back troubles or the hamstrings or, you know, the little kind of recurring injuries and a guy who doesn't look like he's necessarily going to particularly age well, Mm. a guy who isn't uh, Jose Batista when it comes to the fitness regimen and the nutritional Although regimen. Although he does post fitness out, like workout oh, videos I'm not Instagram, saying he doesn't do so. anything. Yeah. I'm just saying Jose is a fucking maniac, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's fair to say. <laughs> and Edwin seems a little more chill. Um, so yeah, no, I think just the fact that he's stayed reasonably healthy and looked as good as ever, and, and that's, you know, he's done it for another half season, and the point between you know between where the point between now and when he becomes a free agent has got a half season shorter so yeah i, I i'm more inclined to do it now so the Jose Batista comes back and goes bananas in july does that change anything yeah probably Jose Batista, it just, he's always and which like, is so stupid right i mean you shouldn't make your free agent based on oh well he was good that month though that's right yeah. But I mean, I think it has to play in somehow. But what, I mean, the big thing for me with Edwin and with, with Jose and are spending money on someone like that. Maybe they'll spread it around. There's not a lot of guys to spread it around on. And I mean, Jesus, what a fucking waste would it be to have Tulo? Uh, he ain't getting better two years from now. You know, same with Russell Martin. Probably the same with Josh Donaldson. Same, you know, Estrada and Happ are only here for a couple years. Who knows what you know? Where Strowman and Sanchez are going to be? You know, like the 2017, they are still very, very well positioned to be a very good baseball team. Like they're, I, I don't know what what they would like. What would the point be of not resigning them? You know, like what are you? What do you do? You're just like, okay, well, we're just going to be mediocre this year. Like, how do you replace the, that production? You're not going to do it on the free agent market. Because those are literally like the only guys, and how do you you know how do you trade for it? You don't have shit to trade anybody but, but for. But then like, you know where you. I can think end that's. Up, I think you have to. Well, you could end up being the angels. You could, where you are so profoundly screwed <laughs> because you just keep going to the well. You take money on. You take bad money. You you throw good money after bad. Mm-hmm. You trade what you apparently after. Literally picking the best baseball player in the world, <laughs> like a diamond in the rough. You just lost that ability to find even a decent ball player in the draft. You have nothing in your farm system. You have dead money all over the diamond. You're paying Josh Hamilton 
$25 million a year to sit at home. I understand. I understand wearing you're... a Rangers jersey. They're in last place. <laughs> they're 20 games out of first place. And they're so screwed. They I... have, and they have way more money coming off their books next year. But there's, there's more than $50 million worth of problems I'm, with that team. I'm not... I understand your anger about the Angels, but I don't know where the Jays in this analogy signed Josh Hamilton or didn't have anything in the farm system. I mean, I think that's what these guys. But they, but they don't have anything is, in their farm this system. This new regime is here to to correct that. If you take, if there's a very not a, okay, there's not a very good chance. If you re-sign Edwin or or Bautista or both, those guys can become your pujols. Yeah, where you're still decent. Can still run into a fastball, can still cheat your way to thirty home runs, but offer nothing else, and I mean, barely holding your carcass together that's still to stay on the than field. That a poo hole, really? <laughs> yeah, the Angels are an extreme example. Yes, but they're an example of a team that did not recognize when their window was shut or shutting, because they had all these they. Had Two pitches at the back end of their contract. They had a guy whose middle of his contract suddenly became the back end of his contract, and they had a complete miss on the free agent. But then, I mean, but then what are you doing in 2017? If you think, if, if, like, do you think you can compete without those guys? Without, like, you can lose that production and still be competitive? I mean, it's, it's tougher. Uh, maybe you can. Maybe you could cobble something together. But maybe it's. I mean, you're almost at the point of being like, well, fuck. If we're gonna, if we're not gonna do that, if we're if we're really going to kind of like half punt on on that on next year, what are you doing? You sell off Donaldson while he has value. Sell then, off Tula while he has value. Well, no, you trade one, not the other. Well, well, why, what's the point of having anybody? That's at that point is what I mean. Like, I mean, what? What if you're if you're taking what could be a promising core of a team and saying, well, by the way, we're not going to bother to to bring back Edwin and Jose, and we're going to just sort of play out the string with these guys and hope for the best, even though clearly. Uh, it's going to be tough. You're going to lose Michael Saunders' production too, which you know maybe you'll find the next Michael Saunders, but you probably won't. That just doesn't happen. I, yeah. I you know, I, I, <laughs> maybe you find the next guy to play nine guy, nine games in a year, <laughs> and then come back and become the best outfielder, yeah. the best left fielder in the American League. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think it would be crazy to punt on 2017, and I think that's kind of what you do if you're not actually serious about trying to get those guys back. I mean. You're, I think there's a middle ground. It's just such a fucking... Well, that's why I say pay Edwin and let the other one walk. I say pay the other one and well, thank Edwin for his quiet contribution. Fair enough. I I, I mean... And it's, there's just... There's nobody else to fucking sign that's of the same caliber. I mean, you'll James save, Shields? <laughs> you'll save, yeah, you'll save some money. Mm-hmm. You won't be as good. You won't... You'll lose fucking franchise icons. It's, it's bullshit. Just why you sign the franchise icon and him. let Fred McGriff go. And you know, I like <laughs> I, 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 you keep two thousand. You, you keep nineteen ninety seven Joe Carter in the lineup <laughs> and let Fred McGriff walk. I, but I don't want to give. Away, I'm really going to write something about this for tomorrow because Richard Griffin wrote a piece about you know the Cleveland guys coming back. Oh, that's how he mentioned money so many times and like. Like Mark Shapiro, the frugal one, he called, and and talking about how this is, you know, this is why Rogers brought these guys in. These are guys who are coming here. They 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 built a team on the cheap. This is what they're going to mm-hmm. do. This is you know, this is what you have to look forward to, and it's it's ridiculous to me because where like what is the incentive 
I mean, maybe maybe a bit more money to himself, I guess. But what is like, I, 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 it's always been sold to me, and I tend to believe that the incentive for Mark Shapiro to be here is that he's going to have more resources so that when his players start to get towards free agency and start to get expensive, he doesn't have to fucking tear the whole thing down like they have to do in Cleveland because they don't have the fucking you know, uh, cash base in that city to be able to do stuff like the that. The Dodgers pay Andrew Friedman like $7 million a year. They didn't pay him that to turn the Dodgers into the Rays of the West. Right. They brought him in to be a smart <laughs> baseball guy who has who's systematic in his approach, who has surrounds himself with good people, who makes good decisions all the time, and apply that in a market and with a budget that isn't shoestring. Yes. Now, when you say good decisions, that that maybe that maybe goes counter to the whole idea of. Loading up on mid thirties guys with huge contracts, but he didn't do all that. No, but but in my in my hypothetical, Mark Spiro is 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 going to do that. That's true. <laughs> Which maybe so maybe I shouldn't dream too much on on that being. But uh, uh, they so didn't wrong. sign their David Price, right? Yeah, they they could. You kind of tell me the Dodgers couldn't have matched the money that the stupid Diamondbacks gave Zach Granke. Right, could have done it in a heartbeat. They yep. didn't. Dodgers are not great right now. But that's not the point. Mm. The point is, your point, you're, you are making a very, making a correct statement. I think so. It's not, they aren't just coming here to do the same thing in a different city. Yeah. They're going to do it, the same thing at, a, on a, at scale. Yeah. It's, let's, so let's, not, take our, yeah. let's take our systems and scale them up for a bigger budget. So I'm less afraid than, than many might be about the Clevelanders coming in and Starting to run everything on the cheap. They're, they've done a lot of things. Bringing in all these different consultants. Now, that's the same thing the Dodgers have done again. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Dodgers are just... Yeah, anyway, the, I think the Dodgers are a good example. For you. Go ahead. That's free. Free, I, okay, free content good, for you. Good. And I mean, fuck. They're, what, they're paying Gavin Floyd. They're paying, paying Franklin Morales. They're, they're, they're paying Franklin Morales for nothing. Yeah. Let's uh, shut her down here. Mm-hmm. Party shots? You got a party shot? Yeah, I do. Well, go ahead. I tweeted about this, but I'll, I'll reiterate. If you are in the passing lane... Your driving tweets... Terrible. It's I know. You're an old man. But get out of the fucking passing lane. Like, what are you doing if I'm, if I'm not even driving? But if you're getting passed on the right constantly, stop being an asshole, for fuck's sakes. If you're uh, you're passing people on the right, you're the asshole. No, because this <laughs> asshole isn't getting over. He, this person needs to get back into the piss baby lane, where they can, you know, don't be like, oh, I see two cars on the horizon, I'm gonna pass them, so I'll stay in the passing lane. I hate changing lanes, so I'll just stay in the passing lane. Fuck you. Get out of the fucking lane. Don't assume that everybody... You're, you know what? Oh, you've got the perfect speed. Nobody should ever want to drive faster than what you're driving, so it doesn't matter. You know, if anyone wants to go faster than this, they're jerks. Well, you know what? Fuck you. Get out of the fucking passing lane. You're making it worse for everybody else. Every, every person in traffic is the problem. That's correct. You are not in traffic. You, sir, are traffic. <laughs> Never forget that. I have a... Just get out of the passing lane. I have a bit of a personal... It's an emotional time. For oh, me. yeah. Many times in this podcast, you've heard me speak of my uh, parallel parking skills <laughs> and abilities. Yeah. 
I think they've abandoned me. Oh no. I don't know what it is. I can't do it. I may, it might tough. be three straight trips here to your place that I have butchered my first <laughs> attempt at parallel parking. This I'm gonna have to now like go out and see this. Well, because I could watch people fail at parallel parking all day. The problem for me tonight, there's two problems. Number one, there's a street closure nearby here mm-hmm. that has kind of made the street parking a bit more challenging. There's more yeah. cars. And so the spots are a little smaller. You got to be a little more aggressive. The other issue that is not usually an issue, you know, it happens to all guys. Mm. The the alternating side of the street thing. So I was today. I'm parking on other like the left hand side, right? Because it's a one way street. Yeah, which is a bit of a bit of an added degree of difficulty. Sure is. Yeah, Th- that's no excuse. That that is not something I should struggle with. <laughs> you know what I think it is. Yeah. I we bought a new car in the fall and. And it's got a backup oh, camera. Oh, it does. That's right. You're it, getting soft. I've gone soft. Yeah. It has helped me to not be in accidents, <laughs> kissing bumpers all over up and down the west side of Toronto. But at what cost? But at what cost? <laughs> it's been terrible. And I'm embarrassed. Last week there were pandas running, or pa- trash pandas. Trash pandas. Stupid raccoons yeah. distracting me when I was trying to park. Not doing a good job of it. It's, it's really... <laughs> I'm taking it hard. I'm... When you mentioned it last week, when you mentioned trash pandas, you're like, oh, trash pandas running all around, all over the place out there. I was like, oh, Jesus, is that what Drew calls those like little Asian ladies that collect the butt? I'm like, I'm like, oh, wait, oh, no, no, he means raccoons. I'm the terrible garbage person. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. It is you who is the racist. <laughs> yeah. Trash pandas are raccoons. Yes. The official uh, spirit animal of... The city of Toronto and many others like it. People love. I don't. Do you remember the thing with the raccoon that was dead on the street and people turned into a memorial? Yeah, I do. Kind of amazing when you think back. <laughs> what a day it was! What a time to be alive. Yeah. Uh, that's it. The Blue Jays uh, have the what is known as the Shapiro Cup. Yeah. This weekend, where uh, Mark Shapiro, he's, it's a win-win for him. He's good either way. Either. He, Cleveland wins, Toronto wins, either way, that stand desk motherfucker is happy. <laughs> yeah. uh, they've won 12 games in a row. Yeah. They have some very good pitchers. And also, Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Oh, he's actually he's been really quite good. good. Yeah, his, uh, his June's been ridiculous. Well, they they missed one. Do they miss Salazar? They missed one of them. I think, either, I think Salazar started today. Yeah, so then they miss him. That's and good. They get all the rest of them, though. They're all good. Tomlin can fuck right off. But. Yeah, no, he's trash. Yeah. Salazar, though. Or, uh, uh, <coughs> Carrasco and Bauer and, and Kluber. Kluber. Kluber might be alright, too, yeah. He's a monster. Yeah. Uh, hey, but at least the Jays have a good, good bullpen. Brett Cecil will be back, though. That's good. Yeah. Morales will be along soon, right? He's in Buffalo it's, doing yeah. rehab. Yeah. He, he's on 40-man, he's right? a Yeah. He's a rich man's Chad Gerardo. I mean... So What? He's a rich man, Chad Gerard. That's all you need to be the seventh guy in the bullpen. I guess that's fair. I'd rather be him than like a middle class man, Chad Gerard, who sucks. Yeah, fair enough. Out of a job. Sure is. That's all right. The Bo Schultz and Ryan Tapera show. Schultz Back. Had, Schultz had kind of a nice year at times last year, didn't he? Tapera's been apparently killing it in uh, the Randy Wolf circuit. In the Randy Wolf yeah. circuit. Well, so was Randy Wolf at one time. Uh, 
Oh, did we get the uh, did we get a Wade LeBlanc update? Did you see how he he actually pitched really well? Oh, really? No, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't take a look at that. Wade LeBlanc, he only he's just made the one start. He went six innings and in gave the, up zero runs in the major leagues of baseball for the Mariners, who are almost a major league team. Very close. Very close. The Mariners are bad, and yet they're much better than the Angels. <laughs> Who are so terrible. I think, uh, as much as I'd like to shit on the Angels more, uh, speaking of LeBlanc, Shai Davidi had a good uh, little note about that in his piece uh, a few days ago, right after the trade, that was kind of like, I don't think he had an opt-out, but it was, you know, he was just so blocked in the organization here. You know, he's behind Hutchison as the sixth starter. He's not getting into the bullpen. Um, that it was kind of like just a gift trade, and, and he, he thought, or it, maybe it was spun to him as, just sort of building goodwill in the organization, like you want to, you want to treat your minor league free agents right, so that uh, you get more minor league free agents. Because every year you're going to need guys like that to come in and want to play for Buffalo and hope for a chance to to contribute at the big league level. And then if it doesn't come here, if they see that you're willing to send them somewhere where they'll have an opportunity, that is uh, probably a good thing. Definitely, it's all about goodwill. I'm all for goodwill. You know. Hmm. Anyway, that's it. That's it for this edition of uh, Birds All Day, in which we prattled on and on and on and on. Uh, as I said, enjoy the series against Cleveland. Enjoy yourself uh, this Canada Day weekend. Be good mm-hmm. to each other. Yeah. Take care of each other. Stay out of the passing lane. Stay out, stay out of the passing <laughs> lane. Uh, weep for my lost parallel parking skills. Yeah. And uh, have a great weekend. Okay, we'll talk to you later on Birds All Day.